1: Welcome to Gratitude,
0: the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Gabby. And I'm Sarah. And we are two physical therapy students on our journey to get that DPT debt free.
1: And our vision for you is to get through PT school on your first try without any debt. Join us
0: as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together.
1: Welcome everyone to another episode of gratitude and for today's episode we have Blake on the podcast fellow SPT and dad we are so excited to talk with you and we can't wait for everyone to hear this episode
2: yeah I'm really excited about it can't wait to get into it
1: oh my god thank
0: you for coming on And there's so much that I want to get into, but before we start everything, (laughs) before we dive really deep into it, can you tell the listeners a little bit about what got you into PT in the first place and then where you're at right now?
2: Yeah. So probably unlike most PT students, I've never had PT. I wasn't like an athlete who went into PT and was like, this is awesome. I really didn't even know what PT was until the middle of undergrad. I actually started out in engineering and it was what my dad did and I really liked the problem solving. I was good at math and physics and so it just seemed like the natural fit, but during my freshman year in engineering school, obviously it was um, super hard and I struggled with it and I just couldn't find the motivation and I realized I couldn't see myself working at a desk and problem solving all day in front of a computer and I really wanted to work with people. I wasn't getting the interaction that I needed or... I also just wasn't seeing like the humanitarian benefit to what I was doing directly. And I kind of wanted that in what I was pursuing. And so after struggling through a year of PT school, like I didn't want my grades to suffer too much. I mean, sorry, not PT school, uh, engineering school. Yeah. So I suffered through a year of engineering school and tried to hold on to my grades. It was really hard because of all the like effort that it took and the fact that I had already decided I wasn't going to be an engineer it really sucked so didn't make the best grades but just dropped out of engineering school i didn't know what i was going to do and it was a really like unsure time in my life i was you know debating all these different things but i don't even remember exactly who brought up pt but they were like hey you love working out you love fitness you love helping people that's what you're saying that you want to do that's kind of like how i see this pt thing you should check it out so I kind of, I think it might've been my mother-in-law now I'm thinking about it, but it doesn't really matter. I like shadowed a PT and a PA because that was something else that I thought I might want to do. And so through doing that, I was like, yeah, this PT thing's pretty cool. Think I'm going to do that. So I kind of got on that track, paid my way through community college, then got back into the university that I was first in engineering school at and like finished out in kinesiology. Uh, I had a lot of catch up work to do grades wise, because as you guys know, you need some pretty good grades to get into pt school and i will say that i got in by the skin of my teeth i had like the rock bottom grades that pt schools were saying that it was okay to have so i uh i crushed the gre and that's like basically the only like stellar thing on my application i was pretty sure i wasn't going to get in the first round but i did so there you go i got in the first round of pt school and i was super stoked about it so yeah that's how i got into pt i basically kind of like steps backwards into it from doing something else that I found out that I hated. And basically it was the opposite of that. And so that's kind of how it ended up in it.
0: I like that phrase. It's just the opposite of that. It is kind (laughs) of, you know, engineering, depending on what kind of engineering. (laughs) I think that's so funny. So where are you now in your PT school journey? What have you been up to, especially since the pandemic and how has that kind of affected your rotations or school or wherever you're at?
2: Yeah. So I feel like I'm really lucky. I was done with didactic work before COVID happened. I was in the middle of a clinical rotation when things started to really get bad in my area. And so I got pulled out in the middle of a patient evaluation when the hospital decided that students weren't going to be allowed there anymore. But I already had enough hours of that clinical rotation to pass it. So I was kind of like dismissed out of having to finish that. They passed me. And then I started my next one a little bit late, but overall, it really didn't affect anything I got to do. So I feel really fortunate because I know that a lot of students have been affected in big ways with COVID. But I'm in my last clinical rotation now. I'm at my dream rotation that I kind of did a little bit of footwork to get set up. It's at a cash-based clinic in Charleston, South Carolina called Made to Move. And I freaking love it. They treat patients the way that I believe in and think that patients need to be treated. We see people for 75 minute evals and hour long follow up visits. And it's just awesome. Like, we use the treatments that I believe in. And I think it's the best thing ever. So, I'm getting the clinical experience that I want. And I'm just super happy with that. About to graduate here in a month. So,
1: that's so exciting. And to say that you have your dream clinical on, it's the last one about to graduate in Charleston, cash base, like all of those <laughs> just sound <laughs> so amazing. And I may be a little biased because I went to College in Charleston. Um,
2: oh, really? That's awesome.
1: Yeah. That's so cool. that's really great. And uh, we would love to know more. So tell us a little bit about how it was in your first semester of school. Like how is that transition going from, you know, undergrad to the start of PT school and having that?
2: Yeah. So obviously the workload is way different and everyone who started PC school knows that first semester is the hardest I was already married going into it and so sometimes I think my mindset might have been a little different I think a lot of PT students start with a very serious attitude going to PT school because you've been told how hard it is and you know it's gonna take a lot of hard work but I know that first semester I just really like kind of like anchored down and worked my butt off probably the hardest semester I've ever worked in PT school probably for you guys too but I don't know. I guess I had heard so much about how hard it was going to be that I maybe even overestimated it and just like blocked off tons of time to study and all this stuff. I made straight A's the first semester and I was like, whoa, I actually did it. Like I can do this BT school thing. Cause I told you that I felt like I'd got in by the skin of my teeth and my buddy and I And Aaron and I always talk about how we're like, dude, we like freaking slid in here. Like we shouldn't be here. Nobody's going to get us out of here. Like we're going to crush it now. So that was kind of my mindset was like, all right, I barely got in here. So I'm going to do everything I can to just make PT school so much better than undergrad.
0: Yeah, I love that. Because there are so many students who can relate to exactly what you just said. They feel like they are going to be found out. They're like, oh, my God, how the heck did we get into school here?
2: Yeah, it's that imposter syndrome. And you feel like, oh, my gosh, I shouldn't be here. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And for you, so you were already married before PT school and going into it, I have so many questions, but I want to kind of get to it because there are a lot of parents going through PT school and they feel like they're the only ones. And I know that they're not like we see them all the time, but uh, when did you have your first little boy? When did you find out you were going to be a dad?
2: Okay. So yeah, it's a pretty funny story. So we found out it was like right at halfway through PT school when we found out and um, we weren't planning on getting pregnant halfway through PT school. So he was a total surprise and um, I was making some coffee about to head off to school And my wife came into the kitchen, like bawling hysterically, like super upset. And I was like, what's going on? And she was like, do you think it's true? And she had the pregnancy test. And I was like, yeah, these things are super accurate. (laughs) I think it's true. And so I was like, oh my gosh. So um, I didn't even know that she was taking a test. She didn't tell me that she was like feeling any symptoms or anything. And I think she was like denying it a little bit too. And then she found out and it was just like all at once. So I literally was about to be late for class, like, I had to, we like took a selfie really quick. I made her take a selfie with me and the stick. And it's a hilarious picture we love to show our friends because she's just like got tears all over her face. Her eyes are so puffy, but I'm glad I took it. <laughs> but um, so I headed off to school and acted like nothing happened all day and just thought all day about how I'm gonna be a dad and didn't listen to my professors at all. So I had to keep that in for like 12 weeks. And then we decided to tell people. So I announced it in front of my class. Got a standing ovation and became Big Daddy Bohannon for the rest of PT school. That's kind of how that went.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. That is so amazing. And I just love that story. I would love to see that picture. I'm just imagining it now. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: it's I think it's somewhere on my Instagram, like deep down. Deep Maybe down. I'll just repost it soon. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So your classmates were all super supportive. Are there other dads in your class?
2: No, there weren't. And of course now we're in our last like summer semester of PT school. So we've got some classmates getting married now, but up until then, like through the didactic portion of school where we were all together, I was the only married guy too. So, or girl, no, I don't think anybody was married before we got into our clinical rotations. So yeah, no.
0: So you were the loner, the lone dad.
2: Yeah. The lone dad, the lone (laughs) husband,
0: but you're not really, because although in your class, it may feel like it, there's a lot of people out there. I know in my class, maybe this is unusual, maybe because I'm in a very rural area. I would actually say probably 40% of my class is engaged or married. Oh, like, wow. It's crazy. It's I was weird. in a
2: rural, really rural area too. And I think now at the end, it seems like almost everyone is engaged or married. But yeah, yeah. like <laughs> in the beginning, that wasn't that way.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Gabby, what about for you? Do you have moms or dads in your class?
1: Yeah. So we have, um, one dad and, uh, he, let's see. So his son was born in the first, was it first semester or second semester? It was in the first year. I know that. And, um, and he was able the following summer, his son was able to come to pediatrics. And so we were, we were with him and doing the developmental milestones and it was just it was so much fun, but yes we have he is our he is our dad of the class and we have same thing like married and engaged couples but that's super exciting and what was so that time when you found out and then when he was born like how was that feeling and what semester were you in at that point
2: Oh man well okay so we had finished didactic and he was actually born. The last day of my first clinical rotation, so it worked out super good. I had, um, so I had, I was gonna travel for all of my clinical rotations. We were gonna go to Salt Lake City, Utah. I was gonna do a ped's one there. We were gonna do one in Abingdon, Virginia, and then this one in Charleston. And we decided that we wanted those two around where he was being born to be close to our family. So I got them both changed to Knoxville, which is where we're from. And so we moved back to Knoxville, did that first clinical rotation, and then they gave me the last day off because he was coming that night. We got induced. And so then I had like a six-week break because it was right before Christmas. So it was awesome. I got to be like a stay-at-home dad for six weeks. It was like I got a massive paternity leave from school, and it was really cool. I got to be at home a lot and help out a lot and just like get to be around him in those like early sweet moments. And so I just felt like really fortunate through that whole thing.
0: That's crazy how that lined up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was amazing.
0: (laughs) It's so cool. And how did you feel like your mindset changed? So you found out you're going to be a dad. You didn't pay attention all day during school. I would not either. If I found out like (laughs) I was going to have a child, Um, how did the mindset change when you found out that you were going to be a dad?
2: Well, I guess it got a little more serious. I don't know. I mean, I was already kind of in the mindset that I'm pretty serious about school and this is all about like a means to an end. And it became even more that, like a little bit more pressure that I want to do well right out of school. And I guess I'll have to say that I kind of have a goal of opening a cash based clinic. So being successful at that early on became even more of a priority. And like, you know, really nailing down like what my plan is and stuff after school just became more important because I've got a family that I've got to support ASAP. So yeah, I mean this just got a little more serious, but I mean, I was super excited about it. I'm kind of an optimist and I just kind of like looked at the bright side of everything from the beginning. Um, it took my wife a while to come around to the idea that we were going to be parents a little bit before we planned. And she was kind of like mourning those, uh, you know, times of just being married. But I was pretty excited about being a dad. I've been excited about it ever since we got married. It's something that I've always been psyched about. Just came a little earlier than we had planned out, but I was pumped.
0: I'm so excited for you guys. I can't even imagine. Gabby and I, at this time that we're recording this in 2020, are not parents. So if you guys are listening (laughs) in the future and you're like, wait, they don't have kids? No, we don't have kids.
1: (laughs) And for, okay, so kind of going into, you talked about cash-based PT. And before this clinical, did you know you've always wanted to do cash-based? Was there some point in PT school or During this rotation, you're like, yes, I know this is what I want to do right after school.
2: So I think it started mostly for me by starting to listen to Danny Matei's podcast, The PT Entrepreneur. Have you guys heard his? It's pretty cool. So um, I like listened to all of his podcasts. He has like over 200 now. I've listened to them all. But I kind of started down that rabbit hole because in the beginning, like I've done some, uh, you know, tech work and stuff at high volume outpatient ortho clinics. And I was like, this isn't that cool. I don't want to do this necessarily. And so I kind of thought that I would probably go the neuro route after PT school until I started listening to Danny and was like, okay, there's like a way that I could actually do outpatient ortho in a way that I believe in and could like get fulfillment out of that. So I started going down that rabbit hole, following a lot of people. And then um, at CSM a couple of years ago. I went like with the full intention of finding a cash clinic to do a rotation at. So that whole time I was just trying to network and find a clinic that I was going to do a rotation at. So that's where I'm at. Eve Gigi, he's the owner of Made to Move, and he set me up with this clinical rotation. So kind of like ever since that was about uh, kind of like at the end of my first year in PT school, I've been like set that this is what I'm going to do. And so, yeah, probably after like a year of PT school.
0: Before you had your kid.
2: Yeah, before I had a
0: bridge. And that's just so exciting. So, okay. You've had a lot of people looking up to for cash PT. You mentioned Danny Mate. Um, Are there other people just for the people who are listening? They're like, Ooh, that sounds cool. What other, or who else are you kind of looking up to for those, for that stuff?
2: I feel like most of the PTs I follow on Instagram now are cash based. So I have to think. Um, yeah, definitely the PT entrepreneur group is awesome and all Danny Mate's podcasts are pretty cool um if you want to just look at like a clinic that's doing it well made to move has a good instagram and they do a good job educating their patients on there and but it, they more like speak to the patients so it's kind of like a way to look at how they're treating patients not necessarily speaking to clinicians but um, um like jared hall puts out a lot of good stuff i'm sure you guys have seen his as well yeah danny has a pretty cool book called f insurance if you're interested in cash PT and want to know a little bit more about how it works, like that's definitely a good book to get. Yeah. Yeah. All Those the good resources.
0: Hole. Yeah. There's a whole rabbit hole, Aaron LaBauer, all of these people. Oh yeah, it, absolutely. There's so many.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: So after your son was born, What kind of change in terms of now how you kind of have to manage going about your clinical rotation and you already said you had to, you switched it to be closer to home and I'm sure that makes things easier too. So how has that process been?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, the schedule is a little bit tighter. I just have to make sure that things I want to work on outside of clinical or family life, like have blocked off time because there's no free time necessarily. You know, everything can get filled up with family life, taking care of Ridge and clinical. Cause I mean, basically I'm on clinical rotation now. So I'm just a working dad. And it's kind of like what we joked about is like, I really never was a dad in school. We were done with that. Pretty much just like a working dad now. So I just, the timeline gets tighter and you just have to prioritize what's important. And I like to use block scheduling to make sure I have time for the things that are important to me. And then I've planned out. So, yeah. And I also, so I don't even think I talked about it yet, but I taught, um, English online to Chinese kids a lot through school to make money. So that was another thing that kind of like pushed timelines up for me. So I would always do that for like two to four hours in the morning before starting PT school. And so, yeah, it's just a lot of time management.
0: Where did you do that?
2: It's called VIP kid. Okay. If you have ever seen that. But yeah, if anybody, like it's a pretty good gig for student PTs because the only requirement is that you need a bachelor's in an English school, like anywhere in America. And so all PT students like would qualify for that. You make like $21 an hour is what I made and you can, it's just easy. You teach kids uh, English, all the slides are prepared. So somebody could like message me on Instagram if they're interested in that or think it's something for them.
1: That's so cool. And honestly, it's something online where you don't have to, you know, go anywhere in person and do it a few hours a week on your own time. That's really great that you found that opportunity. And, um, where did you find that? Were you just researching like side gigs? I just or- had a
2: friend that did it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so he just like showed it to me and I was like, yeah, that's sweet. So I applied, got the job. But I know that y'all are all about like providing ways for people to kind of like make some money in PT school, maybe not take on as much debt. So I think that's really cool. And it's definitely something to think about while you're in PT school because we know the debt's serious when you get out.
0: Yes. And it's crazy. We could have a whole nother episode. We could bring you back on and talk all about that. (laughs) Um, But I think that's really cool that you did that. So were you doing it in undergrad at all? Or it was like PT school is when you started?
2: Yeah, I found out about it um, while I was in PT school. So I think I started like maybe the second semester.
0: And are you still doing it now?
2: Um, I didn't. So I wanted to focus on this clinical and planning out things for my clinic in the future on this rotation. So I did it up until the first day of this clinical. And like on all the breaks, I've done it a ton. Like I'll just teach as much as I possibly can on all of our breaks. So.
1: Nice. So if you don't mind, do you know about how much like that you've um, made from that and being able to, you know, pay for other things? Like if you don't mind disclosing that number.
2: Yeah. So it's typically four hours per morning is the most I can get to because it is like um, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, English standard time because Chinese kids go to bed at 10 PM and that's the latest that we can do. So, um, during like Christmas break, I'll get paychecks every other week up to about $800 when I'm able to teach as much as possible. And then during school, I would basically teach until the last minute and I had to leave for school. So it would just depend, but I would typically make like $500 every two weeks and it just depended on what the class schedule was at that time. And like, if I was able to teach in, into the morning a little bit, or if we were having to like be at school at 8am.
0: And that's something really simple students could do. Like you said, well, that's an extra thousand dollars a month.
2: Yeah, it could be at times. It could so be. Yes. Pretty good.
0: <laughs> no, that's so cool. And so what are some other ways I know right now you're looking into building your cash practice to prepare for that. So also, when do you have to take the NPTE now since you're graduating in August? Oh,
2: yeah. Um, it's going to be in October. So I'm going to have okay. a couple months between graduation and the NPTE, so.
0: Okay, so when you open your practice eventually, uh, <laughs> then what are you preparing for, I guess? For the students are like, oh, I would love to have my own cash practice. What has that preparation been looking like for you?
2: So Eve that owns Made to Move is also... A business partner of Danny. And so he does a lot of the coaching that they do in their mastermind. A lot of like the calls that people get on and get, like business coaching is Eve. So I talked to him. I have had like four one hour meetings with him, like to plan things out. And then we've got a couple more scheduled before I get done to make sure that we have like the business plan nailed down and stuff like that. So he's been a great resource for me. And honestly, one of the main reasons that I sought out this clinical rotation was to get that business mentorship in combination with the clinical mentorship. So, I mean, I also love the PT that is my clinical instructor right now and that experience is going great. And then also planning things with Eve. And so basically when we get back to Knoxville, after I graduate, I want to start networking with gyms and all that kind of stuff. I'm a CrossFit coach at my gym gym back home so that's probably where i'm planning on opening my practice down the road and so you know getting back in that community getting in front of everybody you know just showing where you can provide value to them through pt and you know i mean talking about how all this is going to work and fleshing out the plan so i've got a couple months before the MPT to kind of like work on that and also study
0: And also be a dad and do all the other things. Yeah. (laughs) You got it though. I love, you know, you've got the block gun, you have the block scheduling, you have like the business mentorship and you're doing so much as a student. I think it's really great to have you on to talk about it because so many students think like they see dads or moms or like business owners in PT school and they're like, they're crazy. Like that's impossible. And it's refreshing to have you on because it's not impossible.
2: Yeah. It's just, it's mostly time management.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's what it comes down
2: to. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it really does. And it's just such an inspiration to so many students because a lot of people ask us, like, how did you start? You know, how, like Sarah said, like, you're crazy (laughs) for doing this. I don't have time. And so what, what advice would you give for PT students who are wanting this and they just, they don't know where to start?
2: So I feel like my advice for PT students would be just not to necessarily leave it up to school to give you the education that you want or that you think that you need. I kind of, I did that in the beginning. I thought this is a three-year program. Like they better teach me everything. You know what I mean? That was kind of my mindset going into it. And then I realized at some point that just wasn't going to happen. I wasn't going to learn all the things that I wanted to know. And I would, for one, I wasn't going to learn about business necessarily the way that I, you know, wanted to learn about it. And I wasn't going to learn about strength and conditioning or a lot of the things that I thought were really important for my patients in the future. And so I would take it upon yourself. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already doing a little bit. You're listening to podcasts, which is, I mean, one of my favorite ways to consume information. And so take it upon yourself to follow people on Instagram that you want to be like, to listen to podcasts. We're going to learn about what you want to learn about and what's important to you. I mean, read books outside of PT and that are kind of in your field. So for me, that's really strength and conditioning based. And there's a lot of like really great strength coaches out there that honestly put out better information than a lot of the PTs that I've seen sometimes. And so it's like, don't be afraid to reach outside of your field to learn more and definitely just emulate people that are doing what you want to do. I mean, there's no, there's really no better way to do it. Like you shouldn't feel bad about copying people like in like the digital marketing world. It's called funnel hacking. You just like see what other people are doing and you copy it exactly verbatim and like, Hey, it worked for them obviously. So you should just funnel hack people that are doing what you want to do and basically (laughs) copy their path. (laughs)
0: Did you do OFA? Yeah. Did you do the one funnel away challenge?
2: Oh no, I didn't. Sorry. I was like, <laughs> you're okay. like, what? <laughs> Okay. <laughs>
0: nice. uh, that's a for you guys yeah. who don't know the reference, go follow Russell Brunson.
2: Oh yeah, I do love Russell Brunson. So uh-huh. Russell Brunson.
0: Yeah, the
1: OFA <laughs> challenge you will learn so much, but funnel hacking is that's his term. Um yeah. but Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so so the digital
2: marketing guy at Made to Move is who I always talk to this stuff about, and he's like a huge Russell Brunson fan, so I'm sure Mm. that he just like spits those kind of terms at me all the time, and I don't realize where it's coming from. He
0: probably went through OFA. (laughs) I'm
2: sure he did. I'm sure he did.
0: (laughs) That's so funny. What a small world. So for the dads in PT school, what would be a piece of advice for the new dads and also for the classmates of the new dads for how they can best support them in PT school?
2: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's a great question because I was like away from, so none of my classmates have seen Ridge other than on some zoom calls. And I was never like at school when it all, like we actually had Ridge. So, I mean, if we were still in school, if people like kept him sometimes that would be amazing because you're most likely away from family if you're at pt school or at least in my town there was only like one student who was actually in town but it's really hard when you're away from family and you have a baby and basically your spouse doesn't ever get to go anywhere cuz you're at school and then they have no family to give them to to take care of so like reaching out and offering to babysit sometimes so they can go on dates and stuff like that would be amazing because we have only gotten to do those kind of things when we have family come in town to visit us here in Charleston. And so if we were at school for an extended period of time, I mean, it would be even harder. So definitely I think that would be the biggest thing because like we can handle the parenting thing. We love it. But at some point you're like, Oh my gosh, we have to have some freaking adult conversations together. So that would be the biggest thing to help. And then as far as uh, advice for a dad in PT school, I would say like, make sure that you make time for your family and it comes back to time management. And it's something that I really struggle with is like putting work down and putting studying down when I get home and like blocking off family time as, you know, kind of lame as that sounds that you have to schedule it out, but it makes it so much better Is like, this is time that is just for my family and like connecting with my son and that, you know, everything else has to be blocked outside of that. So Right now, for me, like I'm getting to go to the clinic kind of late because they start at nine o'clock, and so I have like when he wakes up at eight to nine, it, to like eight forty when I leave is like our time together in the morning, and so that's like super special right now. So you got to like set aside those times to connect, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay, nice. last question then: Where can people reach out to you because we know they're gonna have questions. They're gonna be like how do I do this? Or if there's a new parent or what they want to have a cash practice or whatever it may be, what's the best way for students to get in touch with you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to help anybody out. Um, I'm mostly on Instagram and my handle is drblakebo. I just changed it because SPT isn't going to work here in, a, here in a month. So went ahead and changed that. So it's Period Blake B-L-A-K-E-B-O. So Perfect. that's where you can find me on Instagram primarily.
1: And we know that students will be reaching out to you after this episode and we are just so excited for you with graduation, coming up, taking the NPTE and starting your practice and your family, just so many exciting things right now and we can't wait to see what happens after graduation and when you're a physical therapist, a licensed PT. Oh yeah, finally. Oh, my God. What a process. (laughs) We're so excited for you. But thank you so
0: much for coming on the podcast today, Blake. We appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a great time.
0: Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists.
1: If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.